What is up, Steeler fans? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your Steel Curtain Network host, Daniel J. And today we're talking about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is looking jacked, and Pittsburgh Steelers fans should be pumped about it. So when the Pittsburgh Steelers players reported to the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex earlier this week, one player in particular, Kenny Pickett looked noticeably bigger, noticeably stronger, jacked. And I'm excited about this. You know, this was a goal for Kenny Pickett after the, uh, the previous season. As soon as the season ended, he made it no surprise or kept no secret that his intention was to increase in size and get stronger. Uh, be able to take some of these NFL hits a little bit better and also to maybe potentially, you know, throw the ball a little bit further or faster. And so, you know, he's uh, gained about 13 pounds to this point um, per sources. And we'll get into those here in a minute. But, you know, we may not be calling him Big Ken yet, but he's on his way to getting, you know, there, you know, at 13 pounds of muscle. He can't can't beat that. And so Pickett's personal quarterback coach, Tony Rassio. Opie uh, joined 93.7 the fan and talked about the second year quarterbacks offseason progression his growth and his strength Uh, he talked about how it's not just about you know him sitting on his butt and eating hamburgers he's uh, got a new workout program and he's also focused in on the season and a workout program to increase size and so if we go back to last season around this time Kenny Pickett was in the draft process you know he was um just finished doing the combine, getting ready to be drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers and be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. And what ended up happening was he was training for, you know, the combine and those pro day workouts, picking up his speed. And he ended up dropping down to about 217 pounds. Right. And throughout the season, and we've heard other players say, this, you know, the off season is where you want to build up. You want to, get stronger because throughout the progression of the season and getting in fo- football shape, so to speak, players seem to you know tend to lose weight. And so uh, with that being said, he ended up dropping down to about 213. Now, there was a lot of reports last season that the Steelers uh, were wanting him to, to bulk up, get a little bit bigger going into camp. And we all know that now that he doesn't have to worry about that combine stuff and all that other crap. He's focused in on on getting ready and preparing his body for what he's going to be doing at the NFL level, taking hits, throwing the ball, uh, you know, throwing the ball further, faster, things of that nature. And so let's hear, you know, quick snippet of what this uh, personal quarterback coach had to say about him on 93.7 The Fan. Oh yeah, he's uh, I'd say he's like two twenty six, probably right about now. Finished the year probably like two thirteen, so about thirteen pounds of. And again, he looks great. It's 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 not like he went down and ate cheeseburgers and sat on his butt. You know, like he's he put some size on. He got strong. You know, uh, the University of University of Pittsburgh strength staff is stack, second to none. So he met with them after the season. He got a program from those guys. He started it there, and then when he came down to Florida for two and a half months. He gave that program to the guys that, that do the training uh, at the facility that I work at, and uh, he got after it. And he, he looks he looks absolutely great. I mean, it's he's one of those dudes where it's like 
here are my goals, and I'm working, and I'm not stopping until I hit them. And that guy said, I want to be 225, 226, and he's sitting at 226 right now. So he looks great. He's still, as you know, it's, it's, it's finding the balance between putting on size, right, and being strong to stay healthy through a season, but also at the same time, like not get too big that he loses the athleticism, which is such a big part of his game. He also, we try to park it at a certain weight that, he felt great physically, but at the same time, he, he still moves really well and hasn't lost a step in his speed. So, as you can see here, he's not trying to get to big Ken status. He's not going to try to be 235, 230 pounds. He wants to be around that 226. That way he can be stronger, be a little bit more durable, take those hits, and it not affect his athletic ability. Athletic ability. And so... I think it's a good move for the kid, and I think the Steelers are gonna are, are gonna rejoice in what he's done this offseason and what he's been able to do. You know, not only by being able to put on 13 pounds of muscle in such a short period of time, just kind of shows his determination for the you know for the for his craft, for his uh, for the team, and what he's willing to put the, that he's willing to put the work in to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. I'm super excited about it. You know, we saw a lot of good things from Kenny Pickett last season. Um, you know, he he was able to read defenses very well towards the end of the season. He struggled a little bit. Maybe perhaps he was a little reckless first, you know, starting off. And I think, you know, at a certain point, Mike Tomlin handcuffed him, handcuffed uh, Matt Canada and said, hey, we have a great defense. They're going to keep the score competitively low from the opposition. Let's not lose any games out here, right? And so he was going out there and he was able to do certain things. And as the season progressed, they started to open up a little bit more. And you could see by the end of it and against the uh, Cleveland Browns, he was he looked like a uh, NFL quarterback, at least in my eyes. I was actually in stadium for that game, you know, hoping, hoping and praying that the Steelers would have another game the following week. Unfortunately, Miami and, and the Jets just didn't go down the way or in the Steelers favor. And the season ended, however, it ended on a high note. You know, you saw the Steelers win their last game, win seven out of nine games down the stretch, and really control the ball and limit those turnovers that plagued them early on in his first few games. And so now, in my opinion, we just got to increase the touchdowns, increase the amount of times that they're going to be able to get into the end zone. And I think that they're going to be doing that a lot more. I think they're going to be letting this offense, uh, you know, take those handcuffs off this offense and off of Kenny Pickett. You know, we've seen what they've been able to do here recently when it comes to acquiring interior offensive linemen. We assume, which the draft is coming up here pretty soon, that they're going to acquire some potentially at least one offensive tackle. And so they're really, the Pittsburgh Steelers are really shoring up his protection that way, he's not having to use his athletes, athleticness uh, all in time. And maybe perhaps he can uh, read defenses and be a little bit more confident and uh, less under pressure in the pocket, which is what we want out of Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is not a running quarterback to the extent where you're going to get him trying to move the ball down the field with his legs. Can he do it? Yes. Will he do it when he needs to? Yes. Is that a, uh, a you know, part of his game that the Steelers are probably going to try to exploit? Probably not. They want to use his mobility as an asset to create more time 
to find these receivers down the field. You know, the recently acquired Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Calvin Austin, who's hopefully going to be healthy this season and a speedy guy. You know, the Steelers are going to want to give those guys some opportunity to make some uh, magic in the against the coverage down the field. And, you know, with a with a better offensive line in front of him and a better understanding of the offense uh, for Kenny Pickett, I think that's going to bode well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, like I said, we're not looking at, you know, Big Ben here. But if we go back to Big Ben's career early on, what he was able to do and what made him successful wasn't so much also running the ball. He had some mobility. He also had the ability to throw, you know, pass rushers off of him. And so, you know, it's kind of the same result when you think about it, just extending the play a little bit longer. That way some things can happen down the field. Uh, it's just a different form or fashion. You know, you have a guy in Kenny Pickett that's going to maybe not be able to shed the blockers off like Big Ben was, but he's going to be able to buy himself time with his feet. And I think, you know, when you add that with a really good offensive line that I'm thinking the Steelers are going to have. I mean, you look at the at Andy Weidel and what he was able to do with the offensive line in Philadelphia and what they were able to do um, because they fixed the trenches on both sides. You know, they were able to make it and be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl last season. And if not for a couple of plays there, uh, a fumble from Jalen Hurts, a questionable play call, they could have been the Super Bowl champions uh, of most recent year, this most recent year. And so, you know, to get that aspect, put that on on this team, get the trenches shirt up, you know, get more confidence in Kenny Pickett. His second year, he's had now an offseason to work out on his craft. Now, that was just a clip that we had just heard. If you guys want to listen to the the full clip that I uh, on, I have it shared on my Twitter, go follow me at State of Steelers on Twitter. Uh, I put out some stuff here and there, and I also throw out when we do our shows. And um, that way you don't miss any coverage or anything like that. And so, uh, but... You know, in that clip, it talks about, like I said before, he's not trying to get too, too big. So that doesn't affect his mobility. Uh, I think it's a good look. It's going to be, a, it's a, you know, I've seen, we've seen the, on Twitter, I have them there as well. Kenny Pickett throwing in Florida with some of his players, things like that. He looks stronger. The ball is just popping out of his hands. He looks bigger, you know, 13 pounds of muscle is not an easy task. That just speaks to his dedication, in my opinion. But I'm excited. I'm excited. This is the next next big step. And I mean, could you imagine, you know, having a guy that can move, have the mobility of Kenny Pickett, pick up that arm strength, have a little bit more confidence down the field, confidence in your receivers because you built that camaraderie throughout the offseason that you didn't have last season? Because we got to remember last year, this this time last year, he wasn't a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when he was. He was the third QB on the depth chart. You know, the Steelers were trying to get Mitch Trubisky ready for week one against the Cincinnati Bengals last year. This year, they're getting Kenny Pickett ready. So he has the entire offseason. There's no battle. There's no concern. None of those things. So everything is going to be focused in on getting that young man ready to go for week one of the regular season 
And he's already two or three steps ahead of where I thought he probably would be at this point. You know, gaining that much weight, being at that size at this point. Kudos to him. Kudos to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this offense is going places. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we're going to be talking about Steelers making headlines. See you on the other side. What's up? Welcome back. I'm glad you made it to the other side. Today we're talking about Steelers making headlines. But before we do, I want to remind you guys of some other shows that are on the uh, Steel Curtain Network. Uh, on Monday, live on YouTube, myself and Shannon Wyatt come out on a on a show called The Hangover. It is your uh, your remedy to your Pittsburgh Steelers uh, bliss, so to speak. And this upcoming week, me and Shannon are going to be talking about the upcoming draft and you know smoke screens and and possible windows into what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do. You don't want to miss it. It comes out live at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central on YouTube at Steel Curtain Network. It airs on the audio only um, site a little bit later on that evening. So if you guys just want to continue to listen to us and not see our ugly mugs, you're more than welcome to. On the audio only side, it airs around 11 p.m. Uh, Monday night. Most folks listen to it Tuesday morning. And so go check it out. If you're not subscribed to Steel Curtain Network on YouTube, go get subscribed. What are you waiting for? Um, also we have other great YouTube shows and podcasts that come out. We have, uh, the big brosco show. We have the preview. We have, uh, the fix. There's the homies. There's bad language. There's stag geek, something every day, sometimes twice, three times a day to get you caught up on Steelers news and coverage. Don't forget about it. So, the first piece of news that was brought out uh, this week was the fact that the Steelers and Rams announced the Allen Robinson trade. I thought this was a fantastic trade uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Rams were looking to release and maybe recuperate some money uh, for Allen Robinson as he had a $15 million guarantee this year. So the Steelers ended up swapping seventh round picks with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams will receive number 234. And the Pittsburgh Steelers will receive Robinson and the 251 pick. And so the Steelers are on the hook to pay a little bit of their uh, uh, of Robinson's um, remaining balance, which is about five million. So it's not too bad. Um, you know, when it comes to him, he's a when he's healthy, Robinson can be a great asset for the for his team. You know, he has multiple seasons over a thousand yards. When healthy, unfortunately, the last two seasons, he's been riddled with injury. Um, you know, going into this year, you know, you're going to have Deontay Johnson. I don't think they're going to trade him. I know there's been a lot of rumors and speculation out there that this trade was going to allow the Steelers to trade Deontay Johnson away. I don't think that's going to be the case. You know, I think that they're going to utilize Robinson in some mismatch um, opportunities when you have a Deontay Johnson on the field. You have a George Pickens on the field, a Friar move, and a Calvin Austin. You can't cover everybody. You can't double everyone. So 
you know, throwing Robinson in that mix is probably going to give him some favorable matchups given who the other receivers are around him. And maybe perhaps he's going to be able to um, re-spark his career here in Pittsburgh um, with another 1,000-plus season, yard season. I'm looking forward to it. Again, it all comes down to his health. You know, last year he suffered a uh, season-ending foot injury in November. Uh, never did return. End up having um, surgery on said foot. And so, you know, he, it was required of him for this trade for him to come in and, you know, pass a physical, which he's already done. I anticipate he's probably catching passes from Kenny Pickett, the much stronger Kenny Pickett right now. So I think it's a good trade. I, I give it an A plus. You know, the Steelers basically fleeced the Los Angeles Rams and, and good, good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They needed a receiver. They needed at least one more. You know, you also don't forget the other receiver that the Pittsburgh Steelers signed this year was Anthony Miller, who the Steelers were really, really high on going into last season. Unfortunately, he had suffered a uh, season ending injury himself prior to the season starting. So they signed him fairly quick in the offseason. I think the Steelers are excited about him. I think this wide receiver group and room is going to be one that uh, will do some positive things this year. So kudos to the Steelers. Good job, Omar Khan, getting another deal done. In other news, the Steelers are bringing back the giant Heinz bottles. Uh, just one year after the stadium changed their name to Acrishore. So it's not the the... The Heinz bottles that were up on the scoreboard that would tilt over, those have been replaced by um, a image of a Heinz bottle on the jumbo screen. However, one of the really large Heinz bottle replicas outside of the stadium um, at Gate C is being replaced. And so it's a, uh, according to Fox News, stadium crew members were seen placing the 35-foot bottle outside of Heinz Gate Stadium, also known as Gate C, on Tuesday. And um, I'm excited about it. You know, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of dislike for the name Acrishore Stadium. I, I think it's, it's starting to catch on. I think it's starting to be unimportant. But there was a lot of fans who really, really, truly, you know, took the name Heinz for the field. It's been a staple point for that stadium for, you know, 20 plus years or whatnot, you know, it, 20 years. It's what everybody was accustomed to. Nobody really likes change. And, you know, the Steelers and Acrishore did their part and at least, you know, having Heinz still be represented when the Steelers got into the red zone and outside of the stadium at gate C. So, with that being said, I think that's a good move by uh, the Steelers and Acrishore Stadium. And, you know, I know it's all due to money and and money talks. And uh, there was probably a lot put on the table for, you know, the relic and, and things of that nature. And so um, but it's still good to see some something of familiarity still going on when it comes to the stadium. In other news. This one's a little bit more uh, not so good. Um Former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown is in legal trouble once again. So according to multiple sources, uh, court, uh, court records show that Miami-Dade County has issued an arrest warrant on April 14th for um, not paying his ex, uh, Wiltris Jackson, uh, child support. So he's um, 
been not paying for a while now. So when you when you get arrested or you get an arrest warrant for not paying your child support, it's not one child support payment. It's multiple child support payments. And so a one time Steelers, great football player is finding himself in legal issues and is probably going to end up, um, you know, having to fork up some money uh, to keep himself out of jail. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation when it comes to Antonio Brown. You know, he what a lot of people look at the collision between himself and and Perfect back in the uh, playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm not sure if that's the case. You know, um, there's been rumors and stuff and little stories that have come out where he was one time, for instance, like you know, got into it with some of the defensive players because of the language that he used towards Coach Dick LeBeau. And, um, you know, that was well before that 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 hit with perfect. And so um, not saying that that hit didn't cause any brain issues or anything like that or CTE. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, uh, but I will say that there was some hints of divaness prior to that. You know, Brown didn't just, you know, come out of that concussion and was a diva after that. Not in, in, in my opinion. And so, you know, Brown. You know, hopefully he gets this stuff taken care of. Hopefully he um, ends up, you know, paying the dues that he needs to pay and takes care of the children that he has and and gets and puts this arrest warrant behind him. But uh, this isn't the first time that he was in the news this week. He was also repeatedly told to get off of Albany Alab- Empire Field uh, by security staff that did not believe that he owned the team. So Brown had acquired... The Albany uh, Albany team. It's a um, an arena um, football team, and he ended up being. I think he owns like forty seven point five percent of the team, alongside somebody else that owns forty seven percent. And then there's some minority owners. However, he was out on the field signing autographs in the end zone, and then security came up to him, told him to leave. Um, he seemed a little confused, and then you know, as he was. At first, the security guard was telling his camera person to leave and a camera guy was telling him, hey, you know, this guy owns the field. He owns the team. He owns the team. Security guard didn't believe him. They ended up escorting him to the side and where they kind of got into a um, I wouldn't say like a. uh, A heated debate, but he did kind of it was a little bit heated where he was like, no, I'm not leaving. This is my field. I own the team. And, you know, the security personnel there didn't believe him. you know, un- just an unfortunate mistake. You know, he's he is part of the owners ownership. I don't know if he's allowed to be on the field at that point. I would have reckoned so after paying 47 plus or being, you know, paying to be 47 plus percent owner. Uh, that's not a cheap thing. And so, uh, you know, he had just bought and stake into the empire last month. So he hadn't been an owner for very long. I think this was the first game. Um now, one thing he was saying, like I said before, it was that he was claiming to have been 100% the owner, and and he's not. Um, you know, he only owns 47.5% of the team, uh, with Steve Von Schiller uh, owning 5%. And the uh, and so it, it it is what it is. I think uh, Mike Kawarta owns the other 47.5%. Who knows um, the exact logistics, but at the end of the day, it's just an unfortunate situation. Another bad look against Antonio Brown, one that, in my opinion, 
probably unwarranted and he was just out there signing autographs and doing his thing. You know, now the child support stuff and all the other allegations against him. I think there's been some of not too long ago that he was in the news for, um, you know, some disorderly conduct slash domestic violence type of situation. And, you know, those type of things need to stop. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, and hopefully maybe one day he can resurrect his I don't want to say it's not his career, but his, his image in the city of Pittsburgh and maybe perhaps one day um, become a, uh, you know, person of honor slash Hall of Fame receiver because he does kind of deserve it. I mean, he's got the at one point in his career, he was for a while the best receiver in the game and probably one of the best, if not the best receiver uh, in, in Steelers history up to this point. And so. Just unfortunate, the off the field issues and the way he left and the, the continue continued issues, legal and not. So hopefully things will turn around for Mr. Brown. But that's all I got for you guys today. I'll see you guys again in a couple of days on the hangover. That being said, I'm Daniel J. This is Still Current Network, State of the Steelers. See you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.